everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio. In the morning, you are with the Double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, how are you feeling this morning? Oh, so fantastic. I'm uh, running on a couple hours of sleep. And <laughs> the power of prayer. There is, this, there is this thing called burnout, Lawson. You need to be aware of it. And I know. Be afraid of it. <laughs> it's not a healthy thing. I understand. I understand. No, it's you know fair enough. I just like you know when you like. He's young. He's twenty-two. Exactly. No, no. Well, yeah. I I, I didn't get much sleep last night. I was a bit uncomfortable. I was struggling uh, to sleep a little bit. But you know what? Who cares? Like God is I, God is still good. I, I feel even better, honestly. Oh, let's just stop sleeping. Okay, yeah, I didn't mean actually, that. I've I didn't got a mean story that. coming up that's going <laughs> to mention sleep and the value of sleep. You mm-hmm. just can't you should probably listen. You should probably listen. Yeah, I agree that sleep is very good. No, I just, you know, it's just one of those nights last night. I kinda, I'm kind of coming out of being sick at the moment and just, you know, just having a stuffy nose. And, you know, you're tossing and turning and I was just very preoccupied uh, with things in my mind, thinking about some stuff. And so, yeah, it was just one of those nights where I got barely any sleep. But, mate, I was up this morning having my cold shower and I feel 100%. Yes, I'm letting you know. Yes, what are you? Fantastic. How are you feeling? So I'm I'm thankful for um, this morning. I'm thankful for information technology because I'm just sort of thinking about all the things that I've learned and all the things that I've been able to solve just by jumping online. Uh huh. Yes. You know, because how many things would there be in my world that I would never have ever learned how to do if I couldn't just jump online and type <laughs> in a question? Say, how do I fix this? Mm-hmm. And then there's a YouTube or some other answer on it that shows me how to do it. And then I go and do it and the problem is solved. And it just saves so much time and money and effort by being able to do so. We live in an amazing world. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, let's talk about positively different news this morning. Let's have some good news from around the world. Oh, I have two just such epic Stories. The first one's actually about gardening, Lyle. And so you love know, gardening. You love gardening. I know you're a love fan to grow of stuff. Yeah, dude. I love eating stuff that comes out of the garden. <laughs> I I love eating things. Yes. Uh, yeah, I also you know people grow things and I eat, I always find it's more fresh. I have a friend who has a lemon tree, so much more fresh. and and they grow lemons and they just give it to him. We would just like cut up a lemon, you know, that we pulled just off just the tree it. and eat it or squeeze it into hummus or something. And it's just incredible, like so good. Um, but check this out. In Bangladesh, they have this thing called floating gardens. Okay. So they're like these groups of trees, like native trees that like grow in the water and kind of float. And, and they not get washed away. Are they in like in a, in a, in a lake or a pond or well, a dam or something? Well, they're in like, a, like a, a lake thing. Right. They're in this lake thing. This is, this is really cool. So they're in this lake thing. Uh, thingo. They're, mm. they're basically in this big, like, controlled uh, lake where, you know, there's no real, like, tide or, like, you know, current. Uh, current or anything like that. And they float in there. And essentially, whilst they're in there, they have, like, very small riverbeds that, like, float on the surface of the water. And in those, like, beds, uh, they're able to grow other vegetables. Now, this is really amazing because... Okay, so you got a a floating garden bed. Yes. With trees, made up of trees, these yes. floating trees. And then in that 
in amongst those trees, you grow veggies. You grow veggies. Things it like, seems like a lot of hard work, no, I don't just grow them on land. No, check this out, Lyle. You don't understand. No, like, I so, don't. so in this, let me just say this first. So in these garden beds, you grow things like eggplant, garlic, like particularly vegetables that don't need a massive amount of soil. To, okay. I like to both grow. of those vegetables yeah, right so, away. So fantastic stuff. But why this is really important, Lyle, mm-hmm. is that these garden beds are with able uh, are able to withstand completely flooding. They because they just float. Because they float, they don't flood. And Bangladesh gets flooded all the time. Yes. But how do they not get carried away when it, they got like an anchor or something or other? I, well, I, I assume so. Something that just like keeps them tied to the ground. And they can actually grow, like, significant amounts of... Yeah, yeah, food, you, like, you should see this thing. They've got rows and rows and rows and rows, and they they grow significant amounts of food. That is, for the most... You know, you can have, like, a, a full, like a tornado or a hurricane go through there and rip it all up. But when, you know, you're getting torrential rain, like, for example... And Bangladesh we, has massive monsoons. Yeah, but these survive it completely. Which is like huge. I remember when we uh, when we had the big floods in New South Wales a couple of months ago. Uh, we interviewed some people about it on Faith FM. One specifically was a farmer who was yes. like, "Oh, you know, it flooded. We lost everything. That's right. This is all went underwater, destroyed. So gone. so many people are like this. Whereas in Bangladesh, where they have these monsoons all the time in the floating gardens, like the the food's completely fine. They have a constant food source. Okay, that's pretty cool. This, this is, is basically so it's kind of like floating hydroponics. Yeah. Pretty much. Amazing. I'm like, I am convinced. This is the way. This yes. is the way of the future. I, I am like, this is so good. This uh, garden, it's been heritage like listed. Uh, and they're, they're like, yes, this need, this is an important ecosystem, but they're also trying to come up with models and how they can do this around the world. Okay. My second and final this morning, uh, story this morning is about, uh, uh this guy, his name is, very interesting to pronounce. So he's he's a uh, Vietnamese guy named Thai Van um, Nguyen, and he has won the Asian. Uh, well, he's won the award for international environmental um, com- uh, converse conversation. No, not conversation. Conservationist, <laughs> and he's won like specifically in Asia. This is a prize that has been going on for that they've been giving out for about forty years. Um, but this guy has specifically won it for protecting um, one of the most uh, poached species in all of Vietnam. Um, so it's called, the. it's like these uh, armadillo-looking things called pangolins, and they are just poached for their scales, for their blood, for their teeth, everything. And this guy, since 2012, oh, no, sorry, since 2018, has personally destroyed, not, and with, a, with help from his team as well, 9,701 9, traps. He's dismantled 775 illegal camps, confiscated 78 guns, and arrested 558 people for poaching, leading to a significant decline in illegal activities, um, not only in national parks in Vietnam, but... That is a like, massive effort to stop poaching. Dude, and he, they've set up the first ever task force in Vietnam, and now he's being honoured with like this amazing international award. So I was like, wow, what an awesome effort. Like, Go for it. Incredible stuff. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, what's happening in current news, Lyle? Okay, Naomi Sayers, adjunct professor of law at the University of Ottawa and attorney, has stated the best thing that young people can do early in their careers is, wait for it, become sex workers. 
Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yep, 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 uh, yep. Okay, and it's kind of like a bit of a tongue-in-cheek statement, right? So he's not actually oh, really saying wait. that. That's actually genius. That's actually really funny and smart. Like, okay, I just... Wait, 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 Lawson. No, no, just, no, 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 hear me. Stop, hear me. stop. <laughs> I, no, she, well, she's critiquing the educational system, right? And no. The, and the job... No. Okay. What, this is what she's saying. This is what she's saying. Uh, as soon as you get out of university, you're going to be exploited by capitalism, and if you're going to be exploited, you may as well make money while you're being exploited because you're going to be exploited anyway. Well, this is this is this is her whole thing, right? So the nature of capitalism is to exploit the young because they are less experienced, and then therefore they get less pay, and they should be getting the same pay as everybody else. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. You see where now she's just a communist, bro. <laughs> oh, exactly. She says um, <laughs> capitalism should be destroyed. Prisons should be abolished. Uh, she goes on to say that we should be provided uh, that students should be provided with free housing, water, education, etc. The, the crazy thing is, there's no such thing as anything that's free. Mm. Yeah, someone paid for it. Exactly. We paid for it. Human beings paid for it. There's no such thing as free. Mm. But anyway. Um, it's actually not a bad critique on education and the job market coming out of education without the, all the added stuff about communism because, like, have you heard of reverse finance... Um, what is it? Reverse finance internships. It's where you pay to get an internship. You go and work for a company, not just for free, but you pay to be there to go and work so they can teach you how to work. It's like... Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's basically the same as paying for a university degree. No, but this is the thing. You're already qualified. And now it's like, oh, well, I want to go and work in my field, but everyone in every company in my field wants experience, and now I have to go pay to get experience too. Yeah, wow. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that really, really disturbs me about this statement is the absolute ice-cold stigmatization and shaming of sex workers because that is certainly not the best approach mm. to shutting down this whole system. Yeah, definitely. Actually. You know, you, you, you just go out and you're just slamming all sex workers and, you know, we should be doing what we can to shut this whole system down because this is a system that uh, breeds violence, it breeds inequality, mm. uh, it creates a high risk of rape, a high risk of theft, a high risk of murder. Uh, it creates PTSD that is comparable to torture victims mm. and you're just going to, you know, stigmatise and shame that particular group of yeah, people. Yeah, that's I, pretty that's, that's pretty cold. Yeah. That's, that's really cold stuff right there. And, you know, it's a, it's a flippant comment. Um, I, I think it's deeply irresponsible mm. on, on her part to make a statement like that. And, you know, when I look at my own experience, when I left the education system and entered the workforce back in 1988, I think it was. Yes, 1988. I started on $123 a week. Mm. And I was incredibly privileged because I was actually being paid to get an education. That was my, I started my apprenticeship. I was getting paid to get a qualification. I got a four year degree in cabinet making and got, got paid to do it. Mm. I think that's an incredible privilege, not a right. It's something that you earn. Yeah, I worked hard to get that job and then I worked hard to keep that job mm. and to get that qualification. And it's the same with, you know, my sons. I've got one son who followed my footsteps and got a, an apprenticeship. I had another son who followed my footsteps and went to college and did ministry. Mm. And, of course, you know, he is now working hard to 
pay off his college debt. These things are not a right, they are a privilege, mm. and we are privileged to live, live in a country where we can actually do these kinds of things and to say that, well, you're just going to be used and abused in the workforce and exploited anyway, and so you may as well become a sex worker. Um, that's, just, that's just ice cold right there. That's, mm. That is... That is wrong. You're also, yeah, you're completely negating merit as well. Like, and oh, completely. It, it's just like making the point like, oh, no one should have to work for anything, actually. Like, yes. no one needs to be responsible. No one needs to be accountable. Uh, it's actually someone else's problem while why your life is bad. There's just shifting personal responsibility. That's ultimately what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, so uh, let me see here. Research coming out of Victoria. Uh, one in ten Victorians have seriously considered suicide during lockdown. Oh my! That's a ma- this is a massive figures. Yeah, wow. Uh, one in three experienced anxiety and depression. One in four experienced burnout. Twelve point three percent increased drug abuse, or in- either increased or started drug abuse during mm. lockdowns. Uh, the most vulnerable people were the young. Mm-hmm. Uh, unpaid carers and the disabled. So this is new research coming out of Victoria um, from, uh, yeah, Comrade Andrew. One something that you need to listen to, Lawson. Mm. One of the biggest contributors outside the COVID lockdowns to uh, very, very poor mental health was poor sleep driven by screen addictions. mm so I'm not giving you a hard time over screen addiction, but you did say a thing or two about lack of sleep this morning, so I thought that uh, that might be worth mentioning right here because we have, you know, we have a serious pandemic, a serious issue with mental illness in Australia, mm. and this is one of the things that I've really wondered about is the mental health cost versus the COVID cost. Now, I don't know that we know the answers to that yet, mm. and we probably won't know the answers until, you know, maybe another eight years when we can really seriously sit down, look back over the whole COVID experiment and be able to analyse what actually caused the biggest number of deaths. Mm. Uh, COVID or mental health issues um, or, you know, other factors, what it might be. And with these mental health issues, one of the other challenges is that these are going to remain with us for a longer period of time than COVID. They're harder to deal with. And, of course, if you're struggling with something right now as you listen to this, then call 131114. That's the lifeline number. Give them a call. They will be more than happy to talk with you and make sure that you get yourself uh, appropriate help. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to Faith FM, and we have come back to our interview section for today. Now, last week, we had talked to a few of the artists from the new A New Song Collective album, Endure. We talked to the likes of Carly Fletcher, Anna Beaton, Neville Peter. But right now, we have another one of those artists on the line, Janine Orwa. Are you there with us, Janine? <laughs> Hello. Hi, yes, I am. Oh, epic stuff. So good to have you <laughs> joining us this morning to talk about uh, your involvement in the album. So your song <laughs> on the album, it's called Sunflower. And yeah. um, like we've been asking the rest of the guys, we just want to know all about it. So I guess, firstly, you know, how did you get involved with the project? Mm. Well, I got a message from Carly. Um, I think it was halfway through last year. Mm-hmm. And she just reached out and said, hey, we're putting together a project. Do you have anything that you'd want to contribute? Like, do you want to be a part of it? And 
at the time, it was in the middle of COVID, so we were a little bit frazzled, and I took ages to reply to her. Classic, <laughs> and classic. I thought I missed the boat. <laughs> and then um, I messaged her back, and that got the ball rolling, and I'm really, really glad that um, we got to be a part of this. Mm. Really been a blessing. Dude, that's so good. So your song yeah. itself, Sunflower, um, you know, it's it's related to the the topic enduro. Now when I read when I read the rest of the uh the the song titles, you know, uh <laughs> We Will Stand, This Is My Anchor to the End, Keep Pressing On, I Will Trust in You, um, Wait Well, these kinds of things. It's like, okay, yes, very enduring. Um and then you read Sunflower by Janine Orwa, and I'm like Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, so I would love you f- for you to just express what are your thoughts behind that? You know, how, how has this topic of endure, you know, affected you and how have you kind of internalized that and produced this product of Sunflower? Yeah, no, I, the title is a little bit random in amongst the other um, titles there. I think that the main concept um, of endure we try to tie that to, I guess, a sense of trust in mm. God because to be able to endure, especially during seasons where things are uncertain, where things are difficult, um, my husband and I have definitely had to lean into God um, in a really big way during those seasons. And it took us to Matthew chapter 6, verse 28, that um, is talking about the lilies of the field, the flowers of the field and how they grow without having to work for it. They mm. don't toil, they don't spin. It's, it's God who takes care of them. Mm. And so as the seasons change, whether it's raining, whether the sun is shining, they're able to survive, to endure because of what God does, not because of what they do. Yeah, powerful. That's epic. Mm. That That's a really, <laughs> really great connection. <laughs> I honestly, you know, I've, I've listened to the song and it's, it's yeah. quite, quite pretty. Um, sunflower, but I just explaining it in your words, that is really amazing. <laughs> so something that I love to ask all of the people involved in the album, because I, I'm a musician myself yeah. and I love I to love. get an idea of, you know, what was the creative process in terms of mm-hmm. writing the song, but then, you know, putting it into action. How did you go about that? You know, do you just have a mm-hmm. big personal studio? at home like how did it go (laughs) (laughs) well for us music is one of those things that it's always been a great passion of of mine and uh, my husband Glenn Harris also plays guitar plays piano and is just this incredible crazy musician one of those people you're jealous of because I play every (laughs) and so in our downtime we just jam and so this song had been partially composed and um we sat down one night and he was tinkering on the piano and parts of the bridge started to come together as well. So I just furiously typed into my phone and we wrote that part together a bit later on. Mm. And the actual recording process was done in the classroom adjacent to where my husband teaches, his year four teacher. <laughs> and we needed a space where we could um, pad the walls so that then we could get a little bit of, um, what's the word? Less reverb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, controlled space. And so we went there and recorded it one afternoon. <laughs> so it's actually the piece of music that's come together in some of our most lived in and favorite spaces, partially at home, partially at work, at church. It's who we are. 
That's, that's amazing. A bit random. Yeah, that's so good. It's actually been good to see. We've had a, a, a number of different answers here. People being like, oh, you yeah. know, I had, I had a baseline sent from Victoria. I had this, that, and the other. Oh, really? uh, pe- people talking about those kinds of things, whereas you guys just kind of got, got busy and, and made it all come together. That's that's really epic. i got to bring up and let you know, too. So we had Neville Peter yeah. on the phone talking to us and, and off air. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about, you know, his favorite tracks on the album, and he was absolutely fanning out over Sunflower, <laughs> over Janine Aura, and, and you know, I, like, I was fanning out talking to him, and then he's like, oh, man, yeah. Sunflower, beautiful song, looking, you know, looking oh. at all the rest of Janine's discography up on YouTube, <laughs> like, you have a very, very great co-sign there in Neville Peter, so... So that ultimately means we are very, very, uh, very, very wanting to listen to this amazing song, uh, which will come up right now. Janine, thank you for talking to us. Thank you for for discussing with us about the song. But right now, this is Janine Orwa with Sunflower. Sunflower, radiant and round Growing in the warm and dusty ground Can you see it turning its face towards the light? Awestruck by the one that gives it life Like a sunflower Keep your eyes on me I will give you life I have set you free Like a sunflower Keep your eyes on me I will give you life I have set you free Can you see the sunflower standing in the rain? Its tear-stained petals strong despite the pain Can you see the thirsty soil where roots grow deep Even though the skies above may weep Like a sunflower Grow in me I will give you life I have set you free Like a sunflower Grow in me I will give you life I have set you free
Wake up your being, the sun on your face, the air you are breathing, I will provide trust in me. I am the one who holds you together, safe in my arms, you withstand the weather, I will protect you, trust in me. was Janine Orr with Sunflower, and now on the phone we've got another member of uh, the New Song Collective on the newest album. We've got Robbie Morgan. Robbie, are you there? Hey, how are you? Yes, Dude. I am. How are you this morning? Oh, man, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm living my best life, and we're really grateful to have you here outside <laughs> of uh, Thursday afternoon hours, you know, on the breakfast show, having a chat. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. It's nice to be nice to be on here. Of course, we are uh, getting you on here because of your involvement with this new album, Endure, from uh, A New Song Collective. And so we're just going to talk about it a little bit as we've been going through and interviewing all the artists on it and just, you know, get some some of your thoughts on your involvement and whatnot. And I want to start by, yeah. by asking, how did it come together for you, like asking to be on this album? How did you get involved? <laughs> Well, um, Carly Kachansky, the, the lady who put the thing together, the mind behind the project. Yeah. Um, she, she contacted me. She'd actually contacted me before and asked if I wanted to get involved in a, in a musical project before. And I was just like, I'm really honored. That would be amazing. But, um, I have no idea how, how to write music <laughs> under the, like, under the pump. I've, I've been writing music since I was like, I don't know, 18, 19, or oh, 17, maybe. It's kind of like my therapy. It's how I deal with my mm-hmm. problems, and I don't, I don't know how to turn that on or off, really. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Sorry, I don't know how to write for a theme or any of that. And then she was like, "Well, how about a song that you've already? Do you have any songs that you think would fit?" And I was like, "I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not the most organized person." And then she'd heard me play somewhere previously, and she suggested one of the songs. Um, that I'd played and that's the one that ended up on the record. And I thought, well, I can do that. I can try that. Mm-hmm. That'll get me in the studio and 
I'll, I'll be forced to actually do something with some of my music and that'd be good for me. And hopefully it's a blessing to somebody else. So that's kind of how that happened. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So the song that you've got on the album, Unlearned, what do you see there? Mm-hmm. Like, just give us some, I guess, description of, you know, the meaning of, of its song, of the song itself, what it means to you and, and also the relationship to the, the topic of this album, the theme of this album, Endure. Yeah. Well, I wrote the song probably like uh, four or five years ago. So I'd written the song previously. Mm. I remember I I was in my van that I owned at the time. I just drove out to this place and I just had this idea. And I think I was just trying to process some of the difficult things that were going on in the world. I don't remember the exact details. There must have been something political happening in the world. since It's kind of like a song about <laughs> looking for that day when there's no more war. And the, the song was inspired by this, this Bible verse in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. It says, He that is God shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. And then it says this, They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Mm. And I, I just this, this idea of we need to unlearn so much some of the greatest minds in human history have put forward so much effort and energy into the development of technologies and tools that we use to obliterate the lives of human beings. And this isn't supposed to be like a political protest right now or anything, but it's hard to, to really fathom the degradation that we as a race have, have done in so many ways. And we, I think for a Christian, cause I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I think, there's such a focus in my life on learning new things and learning more about Jesus that sometimes we forget that we also have to unlearn many things. The followers of Jesus had to unlearn their understanding of what Messiah looked like so that they could understand the mission of Jesus. And I think that we have so much to unlearn. And I just, that concept really stuck out to me that God, I I long for the day that I have unlearned all of the sinful ways that we have practice that I have practiced, that I have learned and studied to do wrong, to do harm. And so that idea that there's a day coming when Jesus will put an end to that, will put things to a right, and that we will unlearn all of the false things that we have believed, all of the false understandings about who God is, about who we are, that we will unlearn all of the false paradigms and build from the ground up that understanding of reality as it is in Christ. And that's kind of the idea behind the song and just, you know, looking at the world around us is not the world that we want to see. Mm. And I really believe that that day won't come until Jesus does that. Does that mean we don't get involved in participating and making the world better? Of course not. But without that hope of change that's coming, ultimately, I, I just would give up hope. And so yeah. that's kind of the idea of the song. Wow, that's powerful. I, mean, I, I will say, you know, we've interviewed a fair few people here and that is by far the the, the most uh, in-depth description of, of man, look Sorry. at heavy stuff there. No, no, really epic. <laughs> Something that I love to ask as a muser myself, I, I just love to get an idea of, you know, what was your process from there? You know, you've got this song and you've been asked to get on the album. You know, how did that come together in the studio? I should have done a lot more pre-production because uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I kind of went into the studio and <laughs> invited a friend who played... Um, who played violin and said, Hey, can you come help me? Then I basically, I got, well, there's another version of the track that has some percussion on it that I'm going to release later as well. So the producer did a little bit of that for me, laid down some, some of that, but pretty much everything else I did myself. Mm. 
just because I'm really bad at collaborating. <laughs> yeah, the process, I guess, was kind of, I kind of worked out what I wanted to do with the melodies, tried to get them more in sync. I have no idea how to harmonize, so we just kind of made that up on the day. And I just really didn't know what to expect, so I went into the studio with a few ideas. We tried a bunch of things, and... I'm pretty stoked with how it came out. It's my first time recording, so yeah. Dude, I don't know if that's helpful to you, but no, that's that's fantastic. No, I I love that. I had to borrow. It's it's had to DIY. Borrow a guitar. Yeah, it's 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 DIY. It's the humble beginnings of of Robbie Morgan. Um, and yeah. I, like I I believe, dude, it's a fantastic track, and we're gonna listen to yeah, it right now. Can. Robbie, thank you so much for talking to us right now. This is Robbie Morgan with Unlearned. And we'll fully spurn Our false ideologies When will the tallies of the slain Just the same blood runs through our own veins But we study our wars till we know nothing more Aren't we misinformed? Well, I long for the day are unloved And when will we learn to play for more than keeps When will Children instead of blood run down our streets. When will our insatiable lust for self give way? When will we like children? Embrace each other's pain But we study our wars So we know nothing more Aren't we misinformed? Well, I long for the day We are
was Robbie Morgan with Unlearn. We are continuing on this morning with uh, talking to people who were involved with the A New Song Collective album Endure. It's the volume two. It's their newest and latest project. And now we have on the phone with us Clearly Hins. Clearly, are you there with us? Yes. Oh, Thank clearly. you for having me. Oh, we are so stoked to have you. Now, unlike Robbie and many of the other people that we've had so far uh, speak about their involvement in the album, we've, we've never had you on Faith FM before. No. <laughs> and so I guess just before we get into the interview itself, I just would love to know a little bit about you. Where are you, where are you located? And, and, you know, what are you doing with yourself? Well, I'm, I've been here in far north Queensland. Wow. I'm in Mariba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I also do a bit of work on the side. But yeah, mostly just with my kids, focusing on them, you know. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, so good. And now, you uh, obviously are a musician and an artist, and you're a part of this album. And I just want to get into, you know, how did you get involved with this? Uh, well, Carly and I have known each other for a while now, and I was part of the kids' album of the New Sun Collective. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I wasn't able to join in the in the first volume of the um, adult version or the, yeah the main version. Mm. But with this one, she invited me, and um, yeah, I was so excited that I could be part of it. Oh, that's so good! Now, your song clearly hints pilgrim song. How does that relate to the topic or the the theme of the album? Enjoy, you know, what process did you go through there in in writing the song? Yeah, so when Carly told me the the topic is endure, um, I was like really excited. I thought that was a really good topic. And um, at the same time, because I was also working on my own album, like I had different titles or topics that I already like brainstormed and just put in my notes. And one of the songs that I wanted to write, I wanted the title to be Pilgrim, Mm. but I haven't had a chance to write that for my own album. So when she told me that the topic is in Joa, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be a cool song to write. Uh, but then, so yeah, I started, uh, just went on the piano and chose a key. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, the song just, just came and it, it was a pain process. Like it took me a few days to get it together. But yeah, God helped me through it with a lot of prayer. And perseverance. That? <laughs> Dude, that's so good. I, I respect and admire people who can write music so much. It's just such a such an awesome skill to be able to kind of, you know, put your thoughts and your feelings into to metaphors and, and rhymes and whatnot. And uh, I'd love to know now, because I'm a bit of a musician myself, and I always love to get, uh, you know, what we've been going through so far and getting insight into, you know, what was the, the production process from there? You know, how did it all come together? Uh, in the studio or, you know, who was involved in, in the making of Pilgrim's Song? So I went on the piano, I said, and Elijah said, and that was kind of like the base of the track. Mm. And I just wanted one that didn't have an intro. So yeah, yeah. I just like had the chord, B-flat, I think it was, and then that then played it and then the first line just came to me, you know, I'd be lying to say I'm not lonely. Mm. And I just wanted to go straight to that line. And I told, so I got some musicians 
like a really talented um, pianist. Name yes, his name is Teixeira. Where is he from? Portugal, I think. <laughs> International. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, he's a classical pianist. And I told him oh, I want to keep those chords at the start and then just like uh, get busier towards the end. Mm. And then I like envision like a guitar because the start is like kind of slow and um, sad. So kind of like focusing on the negative, you know, how lonely it is in this world. And then, but then the line goes, but I'm glad that I am on a journey. So I wanted like the guitar to kick in there. And so I got a really talented guitarist. His name is Jack Hay. He's from England and he's really, really good. So yeah, that's how it came about. Uh, we just connected online and yeah. Man, praise God. Praise God for the Church of Christ and for online as well. We've heard that from a few different people, you know, getting, uh, yeah, parts of their song from all over the world. And it seems like it's the case for you too. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Well, clearly, thank you so much for talking to us this morning. And we're going to jump right into your track right now. This is Clearly Hins with Pilgrim Song. I'd be lying if I say I'm not lonely. Living in a world where I don't belong I see trouble and pain all around me A place of darkness where right becomes wrong But I'm glad that I am on a journey To a world where happiness never ends Indescribable in all of His glory How I long to enter into my rest I am a pilgrim Traveling through
For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.